Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Casey Riles on the line. Casey, how are you? Good, brother. How are you doing today? Great. You, your background's better than mine. Um, that's, that's real. <laughs> I saw you in the pre-show. I saw you getting set up. It's like, that's perfect. That's uh, right. And it's quiet, too. If I, if I try to go outside in, in the big concrete jungle that I live in, all you would hear is cars and horns and people you know, walking about and everything like that. So great to get even you. A little, even a little water back there, too. Oh, there you go. There it's you nice. go. Yeah, well, right there, people. If you want to get rid of your burnout in life, you know, go go spend time where Casey's at. Yeah, that, that that just calms you down right there. So that's right. That's right. Great to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things today, but uh, leadership in particular. You know, so share a little bit about your background, and then we'll dive right in. Sure. Uh, you know, the, I probably the last thirteen years, my main my main gig has been insurance. So I started doing. Uh, risk management, uh, like I said, about about 13 years ago, and uh, then about four and a half years ago, my brother and I actually started another not so sexy company. Insurance is not sexy at all, and uh, so we did the same with um, with we did hauling uh, dump trucks, and then uh, started doing concrete work and paving as well. And uh, so it's pretty funny, man. I, I started, I think, when I being an insurance for so long, what I started to see is that risk management is very similar to self-management. So the way I look into the future and start to see for families and businesses that I assess risk with, I start to see, you know, how do, how do we take into account all the future possibilities and then how do we make your next wise move today? And so I'm like, you know what, that, that crosses over a lot with how we steer ourselves. And I think that's what got me so into, uh, you know, how do we as individuals steer ourselves? You know, every leadership book I've ever read says you can't learn to lead others until you first learn to lead yourself, right? So uh, I think that's what got me so into focusing on how do I steer myself as well as how do I steer, you know, the people that I lead? How do I help them steer themselves? It's a great analogy, and I love the risk management and self-management because, especially now during this pandemic, there's a lot of people that are really struggling with some things. And I, my sense, in, in if I know who they are or if I'm familiar with their work, I can tell that you know that self-management is something that they haven't really been applying right now. And I think it's critical for all of us to really focus on how do we manage ourselves? There's certain yes. things that are outside of our control. Okay. We can't control if our governments decide to go into a lockdown or further restrictions and things like that. Well, there's not a lot that we can do about that in the short term, but what we can do is make sure that we're managing ourselves in a variety of different things and not just with our health and making sure that we take care of ourselves, but just our mental health and what we think about and, and how we look to the future and planning and, and designing our lives. Cause uh, too often I find, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, uh, it seems like a lot of people just delegate or delete you know, the planning of their life. They just kind of go through the motions and they don't make any plans about anything. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Man, no, it's, it, what you're saying is why I love, it, it's why the, the risk management part and the self-management part goes so close in hand. 
is because there are so many things about the future that we just do not know. I mean, part of making wise decisions today, which I always say, is that's why we make our next wise move, is because if you did a lot, one, a strategic plan is, imp- I mean, incredibly important. I need to map out you know, where I'm going from today and where do I want to be? And at the very same time, I have to acknowledge that something like March can come up in my life that can literally blow up that entire strategic plan. It doesn't mean we stop planning for the future. It just means that we we take into account that there's all these variables in the future that we can't that we can't know for certain. And that's what I've seen, you know, that's why what what you said I love talking about so much because I've seen this client after client is they look into their future and they say, "Well, what if market does this? What if, you know, what if I die at this point instead of this point?" And a lot of times instead of making a plan, what they do is nothing. And that's the worst possible decision is because now there's no plan, no matter what happens. And so they just, they get paralyzed. And so what I try to help them see more than anything, which is crazy, I try to help them see you cannot know what's going to happen in the future. And it's almost like when I finally break through that barrier with those customers, they say, oh yeah, of course. You know, they can't know what's going to happen in the future. So now let's plan today as if we don't know what's going to happen in the future because we actually don't. And it's the same thing with like right now, man. It's We make a strategic plan for our business or for, our, like you said, our health, for our lives, for our families. You know, we always will have a calendar out three months and like, here's what we're trying to accomplish. You know, in our family, we're always trying to do something hard. I love the word grit. Um, and so we're like, let's do something to develop grit in our life. Something that's, you know, for every person in my family, me, the oldest down to my five-year-old, everybody's working on something they can't do yet. And so like, we're always making that plan, but man, yeah, when we, when we make those plans and then, you know, we say, okay, a month from now, here's what's going to happen. And then a month from now, there's nothing similar to what we imagine going on in the world. Then what we have to be able to do is reassess that situation and say, look, you know, in count of uh, taking into account all this new information, what's my next wise move? And when I break it down into that piece, I love how uh, Gary Keller says this. He the, his book is uh, the one thing, and and it's a very similar concept. He just says, you know, there's a lot of things we look out and plan into the future, but at the end of the day, what we ask ourselves on a daily basis as we steer ourselves is, what is that next wise move that I can continue working toward that goal? And then when something in the future changes, now I say, okay, take that into account. What's my next wise move? And tomorrow I do the same thing. And next hour I do the same thing. And before you know it, man, I'm just taking one left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And I'm actually steering myself in the direction I want to go instead of what we often do. We just wake up and we're a hundred miles from where we plan to be. And we don't even know how we got there. You know, the key word that you said, in you know the last couple of minutes is the word move. If you're paralyzed and you're not doing anything, then there's no motion. And even if you're going the wrong direction, and you're going to catch yourself before you're 100 miles down the road and going, wait a minute, why are we back in Tennessee when you're trying to head north? And you're like, oh, wait a minute. We went on the wrong way of 75. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, the next exit, turn around and, and get, get your calibers back. But 
even if it ends up being a different thing, like you said, you know, a month in, you're going, oh, wow, the world has changed or we're into this and we realize "Mm, maybe we should be doing this instead because you get the awareness, but you have to be in motion to be able to get the awareness because if you stay still. Yes. And and sometimes, and I'm not against, you know, reflection and pausing. That's that's good. It's a pause. It's not a stop. It's a pause. And you can get clarity and, and kind of take a survey and seeing where we are and then go, okay, let's let's continue. Or now, as you said, we have this new information. Let's take that. What does that do to enhance where we want to go? Or does it give us a better opportunity that we didn't see a month ago, but now we were on this path where we go, wait a minute, this is actually a better situation for me or for my, you know, you know, the grit situation you said, you know, it's like, I love that. It's like, Everybody should add that to their life to make you grow. Because if you grow, sure. you learn things. I look at myself now and I look at myself five years ago. And the skills I've gained in the last five years is amazing to me. Sometimes I, I take a look back and I go, wow, okay. Hmm. I didn't really plan for these things to happen five years ago when I decided, okay, let's go down this journey of the work that I do. And now I'm doing things that quite frankly, I never imagined, I never doubted myself to be able to do these things, but I have been able to at least grow from them. And that's, that's the thing. Sure. Stretch yourself and you, keep you motion. Said it, man. You, you move, you know, you, you move. What's my next wise move. I, it's constant, constant. I tell people in, you know, in, in the insurance business, as well as in our construction business is you, you cannot get better until you're willing to act before you're better. You can't get better until you act before you're better. Over and over and over again, I say this, and a lot of times, I love, I love in the, you know, uh, the best prequel of all time. I always say that, that my book actually is a prequel to leadership. It's the story before the leadership story uh, because self-management you know, always comes before uh, leadership itself, self-leadership always comes before leadership. But my favorite prequel of all time is Batman Begins. And, uh, you know, Liam, I, I can never remember his name, but uh, in the in the movie, but Liam Neeson, Liam Nielsen plays the character and he's training up the young Bruce Willis. And he says, in, you know, real dramatic fashion, training is nothing. The will to act is everything. And I'm like, yes. Like then, like I love training. I love strategic planning. Like all that stuff that ner- I nerd out on data and you know trying to predict what's going to happen. You know, but at the end of the day, all of us, man, we we learn more by our motion than we learn by you know sitting still and just contemplating. And and that's what I've seen over and over again. Like I can I can sit down with somebody and say, look here. Here's how you become successful in the insurance business. I mean, I can walk you through it. My plan's unbreakable. You know, I'm not being cocky, but I've just done this and watched people so much and talked to other people who are successful so much. And everybody's doing very similar things. And so I can sit somebody down and say, here's what you need to do. And, it, and then two weeks later, it's like, well, I did. I kind of did it. And then a month later, it's like, did you, did you work the plan? Well, here's where you missed you know, these two steps. And it's like, no, you, you didn't work the plan exactly like it was set out because you, you failed to move. And a lot of times what they say is, well, maybe I need some more training. And I'm like, no, no, you don't need more training. You need to continue to act. And as you get, as you act, 
you know, as you continue to act, you will get better and better. For a prime example, a lot of times people will, will say, man, like you, you know what to say in every situation, but why? Because for 13 years, I've put myself in situations that I had no clue as to what to say. I look stupid sometimes. And then those are the times that you never forget. <laughs> I'm never going to forget. When I acted and somebody had a comment to say, and I just felt like a big dummy and didn't know what to say, I'll never forget that again. So from now on, you know, that's burnt in my brain. And I've told people, you know, those same, here's how I respond to these objections. And, you know, I can tell you that a hundred times, but if you, if it's something that you learn while you're in motion, while you're practicing it, it's seared into your brain forever. That's why I always say over and over again, what is my next wise move? What is my move? You said it best. That's the, that's the key word. What's my next wise move? And it's amazing that when you're moving to the, and a lot of people think, well, maybe if I'm moving, I can't pay attention because I'm so focused on the direction that I'm going. Sure. It's like, but it's like, make sure you don't have tunnel vision. You know, make sure that you are looking all around you because those are the, the tips and where you can learn new skills and new techniques on how to do things better. I'm constantly improving the work that I do because I, I'm a student of it. And I, and, and, I, and I say to myself, yes, I may graduate to different levels, but I will never finish graduating because there's sure. always something more that I can learn. You know, Keller's one thing. I mean, that's an amazing book. You know, yours is amazing as well. It's Thank you. because because it, it it takes a moment and you and you pause and you reflect and say, okay, where in my life do I see this? Where in my life are there opportunities for me to grow and improve? What are some things that I want to do? And again, it, it goes back to it's like, what's my next? You know, wise move, best move, smart move. It, when you have the clarity and you can look at everything and go, all right, it seems like this is the direction I want to go. Like this year, for example, you know, I work with people in organizations on burnout. And at the beginning of this year, had lots of conferences lined up that I was going to be speaking at. Then March hit. And wow, did that pivot some things. And many of the conferences said, well, you know, we're going to punt to 2021, which the way things are looking right now, that might be another punt to 2022. Sure. Hopefully they got a good punter because, you know, they, they'll be kicking the ball a lot. But a lot of organizations said, well, you know what, we're going to try this virtual thing. And a lot of speakers in my industry were not necessarily comfortable with that. And mm -hmm. I thankfully was because of the podcast, these kind of things. It's like, okay, I've got the equipment. I've got everything ready to go. Sure, why not? And that opened up the door for me to speak at more events than I was scheduled to speak at this year. Very cool. By, by Lance. Congrats. Because I, I saw the opportunity, I reached out to people, I went out and I obtained, uh, there's an organization called eSpeakers that, and there's others too, but they, they certify virtual presenters. So they go through a 23-point test to make sure that you can present virtually. Mm. And I passed them all. Um, sure. And right down to having a backup cell phone and lighting. And if your computer dies, is there another machine you can switch and do the presentation like within a minute or two? I'm like, yeah, I've got all that equipment. I used, yeah. used to work in tech. Of course, I've got all that crap still. Um, so it, it's great to do that. But it was an opportunity. I looked at, okay, what can I do about this? Because I know a lot of people went, what am I going to do? And I look, okay, what am I going to do? It's mm -hmm. the same question, but sure. it's... 
but it's asking it in a, well, what am I going to do is kind of a fear and I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to lose things to what am I going to do is, okay, where are the opportunities? Where can I, I can pivot here. And if you have that mindset of, you know, like, you know what's your next best move? Oh, when you're asking that, and every time you say that, you're asking and it's like, okay, what's the next best one? Because you're excited and you're ready to go for it because you, you've enjoyed the journey and the experience of continued growth. And if you get into that mindset, and that self-management, there are no limits to what you can yeah. do. Yeah, you know what do you, you think? You said you managed a minute ago. You know, I uh, when when somebody says, uh, oh, "Oh no, what do I do?" Compared to, "Oh, what can I do?" You know, there's a huge difference in what's steering you at that moment. You know, uh, you know what? What do you? Th- I'm asking you. What? What do you think? People are led by. What do you think is guiding them when they shrink into this? Oh, what am I going to do? Could be past traumas. It could be fear, lack of self confidence, uh, a lack of. I don't want to say drive per se, because some people still have drive, but often I see people, you know, delegate their self care, delegate their own career path because they've gone to work for somebody and I'm not telling everybody to quit their jobs and become an entrepreneur, but get to uh, that taking back control of, you know, the direction of your life and having the confidence because we all forget, you know, all the things that we've learned since we were very little, we didn't know those things before we do now. Why? Because we learned them. And we got into the ring and, yeah, maybe got knocked down a few times. Uh, scrapes and bruises, that's okay. We'll heal from them. Uh, but at the end of the day, it gives us that opportunity to grow and do things. And I, I, I hate seeing people just kind of stay stagnant and stuck yeah. and not do anything with their lives because I, I, and I know people. You know, there's people in, in my life, you know, family and friends, unfortunately, and colleagues that are kind of in a stuck position. It's like, all you need to do is put it in drive. No, I hear that. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like most of the time when it, you, you said fear, uh, you know, you said uh, lack of being able to take control of their lives. I mean, it, it often, I always see people when they shrink back like that. It's, it's almost always when they're protecting themselves somehow. You know, it's somehow I'm, when I say, oh, what? You know, I, I, I joke around with my wife. She gets mad at me sometimes because I'm blunt. But I'm like, we're, we're the most fragile bunch. You know, like people are so dang fragile. Like our egos seem like they're just so brittle. And so instead of, uh, you know, it really, it's why I, I titled my book the way I did, Last the Least, is because I've seen over and over people have you know such fragility when it comes to their own ego. They're always protecting themselves or are just afraid to jump out and do something because they're afraid, you know, what if I don't succeed? What if, uh, you know, what if I look stupid? All these things. And, and a lot of times what I've seen over the years as a way to fix that, uh, you know, books that I've read have said, you know, look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're great. And, and I'm, I'm down with all the self-talk and all that fun stuff, but what, what is another option? And I've never heard of this option uh, really in a lot of self-help books, but it's why I wanted to write it because I hadn't really heard it a lot. The other option is if I'm afraid of how I'm going to look, if I'm afraid of 
you know, how this may come around to me. One option is to build myself up. I think that's a less powerful option. But another option is to forget myself. And I think that's an incredibly powerful option when I'm afraid. If I'm afraid and I know I'm about to move and I look in front of me and say, okay, I need a guide. I need something to help me steer myself. I can look at things like what profits and incentives will come back to me. How will people think about me? Again, all those things are still about me. But if I learn to literally forget myself, even when I'm afraid, I can forget me for a minute and just say, okay, what can I, what can steer me right now? And if I can ever find a way to look at needs, the needs of the market, the needs of how my work, uh, whether I'm, whether I'm speaking, whether I'm selling paving or insurance or it doesn't matter what in the medical field, if, uh, you know, I've got a lot of buddies here in the, in the medical world right now. And that's a, just a, it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on. But at the same time with, with them, even somebody who meets needs for a living, if somebody who's meeting physical needs for a living, they can steer themselves by what am I going to look like? Or, you know, uh, how are people going to perceive me? I was actually talking not long ago with the, the CEO of our local hospital here. And, and she said, she, she had actually read my book and she actually endorsed the book. Uh, she's on the back of it, but, uh, she was saying, you know, uh, through this whole thing, she was like, you've been a godsend to me because she said, it reminds me over and over again that I need to steer myself and make decisions based on the needs of our community, not based on what people are going to say about me after I act. And bro, that is, I mean, people are like, eh, that's just a little subtle. It's massive difference. If you steer yourself by meeting needs compared to what do people say about me as I work, it, it makes you make incredibly different decisions, you know, throughout the day. And we can, we could dive down into any of those, but I mean, it is incredible no matter what industry you think through, what would I do if I was really allowing the needs that I'm meeting to steer me compared to what would I do if I was, uh, you know, allowing the praise of people or, you know, uh, profits or incentives to steer me right now. And a lot of times when you're saying, what's my next wise move, that's why I think it's so important to identify what's my guide. What am I going to follow? Am I going to follow needs? Am I going to follow uh, recognition? Am I going to follow affirmation? Am I going to follow, you know, the money trail? What, what am I going to go after? And, and I believe the next wise move is always guided when I make needs the center of what I'm actually going after. Yeah, focusing on the needs are what all success stories are about is Preach. there's a need, you have a skill or the expertise or information that can help ease those needs of those people to make their situation better or at least improved or maybe transformational. Sure. And, and it has such a huge ripple effect. And it's like, man, okay, uh, I've learned, you know, sometimes through bumps and bruises, it don't, don't chase the dollar. The dollar is going to come. If you address needs and help organizations and people out with their needs, everything's going to take care of itself. It, you won't have to worry about it. And, we all say that now. You know, mm -hmm. it's like everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're talking about servant leadership. And then you ask them about their actual decision-making process. Mm -hmm. And there's such a disconnect between right. meeting a need and it, what, you know, I think a lot of us know we're supposed to say that now, 
But mm-hmm. then like when it comes down to, is there an opportunity to meet a need here or can mm-hmm. I make a few extra dollars? We go toward the dollars. And what you just said, the long-term big success, success stories, like Warren Buffett even, I, I hear him talk exactly like this, mm-hmm. is he, he will say in the short term, I go for the need. And I'll just expect that that comes back to me later, just like you're saying. Yeah, it does. And even with a conference that I'll be speaking at early next year, you know, it, it came about, I don't want to say accidentally, but, you know, I did inquire about something a few months ago. And then, you know, they came back and they said, well, we have this and these are our needs. And I said, okay, let me um, adjust everything on this. How does that work? Great. And Very cool. And it worked out, and I'll be speaking at their event. They're thrilled. Uh, I'm happy because I get to speak to another industry. And that's one beautiful thing about burnout or the travesty about burnout. It doesn't care what industry you're in. Um, That's right. Or your race or your age, your gender. It doesn't matter. It's hitting everybody. So I I get to, you know, talk with all kinds of different organizations and individuals. And, um, and, but I, I will also say that I wish I didn't have to. I wish people weren't burning out. I wish leaders were able to lead with clarity and with focus and knowing the next wise decision because they're on that path. And it makes life so much better when organizations do that because as you and I are consumers, we get better products and services if the leadership and organizations are leading in a very wise way and not, you know, over, you know, barren with, okay, how are people going to think about this? Sure. It's, it, it, it's really none of my business what people think about me. Yeah, man. It, it isn't. So, and just focus on what you're called to do with the information you have, make the best decisions you can, steer the bus. If you're, again, with moving, if you do determine, ooh, wow, maybe this isn't the right way, well, then you can pivot and turn this way. Yes. If you're if you're moving, it's a lot easier to turn a moving car than it is a car that's parked. So yeah, man. Well, and I I know too we're running out of time, man. But I, I just to connect that dot between uh, my book Last to Least and and what you do as far as uh, you know decreasing burnout is I've seen over and over again. I, I had a guy one time. I went to Jordan, actually the the country, and uh, I was doing some presentations for for an organization there about these concepts and. He asked me about self-care. He was like, you know, we have people come here uh, from the United States. And he said, you know, they spend a little time here and it's, it's very tough on them. And it's very tough on, uh, you know, they, they end up going, going home. You know, they can't, they can't make it here. And he was like, how do you think what you're doing fits into that? You know, so he said, a lot of times I tell them, you know, don't get out there and try to meet every need that you see. He's like, I tell them to wait, you know, wait back. And, and I told him, I said, you know, it's very interesting to me because I would want to ask that person who's burnt out. I would want I would want to ask them what's motivating them. Did they come to Jordan for this great adventure? Uh, Cause they knew that when they got here and met some needs, it would make them feel really good about themselves. Or did they really come because they saw a need and they wanted to meet it? And again, subtle difference but when it comes to burnout, I, I get much more burnout when I expect praise to come my way, when I expect fulfilling things to come my way, and they don't. But when I go out and I really say, I, you know what, I want people to have an engaging podcast that they can connect with. Over and over again, I make that my focus. Sorry, I'm getting into your world. 
it's hard to burn out. You know, you're the expert here, not me, but it's hard to burn out if I keep my attention on meeting that need of providing valuable information. But if I ever switch it around and say, ah, you know, it's not going like uh, I, I didn't, I thought maybe I'd have more listeners by now, or I thought maybe there'd be more monetization by now. That's what makes me burn out, not, the, not meeting the need. So if I keep my attention focused, if I really go from last to least, the least important, I can always say, instead of myself having the last word, I actually, myself, my ego becomes the least important in my work environment. That way I'm making my customers and my clients, my community, the most important. If I do that, it's tough to burn out like that, baby. Amen. Because yeah, if you're taking care of yourself and you're focusing on the thing and not letting the ego and everything else get in the way, it 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 makes it very difficult for burnout to show up. So, uh, loved our conversation today, Casey. Love the background too. Um, and it's a real one. Like I said before, if someone's just joining in right now, it's like it is a real background. So, where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing? Yeah, it's uh, just uh, Facebook and Instagram, mostly uh, uh, Twitter uh, this much, but mostly Facebook and Instagram. I, I do apologize. You'll see a lot of pictures of my wife and kids because uh, my wife's beautiful and my kids are beautiful. I just get to tag along with them. So, uh, But yeah, the, Facebook or Instagram is J. Casey Riles. And then our, our website is lasttolease.com. I mean, I even have a little uh, book with me right here so you can check it out. There you go. And uh, I, I'm fully you know, supportive of people sharing their real life experiences, no matter what line of work they're in. And I know most sure. people on social media, they'll post, you know, like in my case, you know, burnout stuff and, and all that stuff. But from time to time, I want people to realize that I'm, I'm a real person. And, That's right. That's and right. I, and I've got you know things that I enjoy, places I like to go, family, friends, all that good stuff. It, it, it makes it you know, more human uh, when Absolutely. you see things and not just this mechanical machine kind of thing. So I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. Casey, so much uh, gold here and I appreciate you and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.